Welcome to the Partner Programs Podcast. Here's your host, my dad. We'll be discussing partnerships in technology today. I am very excited to announce that we have three great panelists to be able to speak about partnerships from the agency side, from the freelance side, uh, from partnerships overall. Um, I want to introduce our panelists today. Um, we have Alex, Marquis, and Ashley. To give a quick overview of everyone, um, Alex spent half his career uh, as an agency and consultant uh, helping tech teams build and execute their creative growth in systems. The other half has been uh, internal, heading growth for SaaS and marketplaces and communities. Um, now, Alex is the founder of uh, partnerprogram.io and focus on creating better partnerships between agencies and tech companies. Uh, I believe Alex mentioned he works with over 150 uh, partner programs and hundreds of agencies today. Uh, my man Marquis over here, he uh, is actually the president and co-founder of uh, Ditto, um, where he creates uh, order system through uh, the process of agency owners and operators uh, who want to scale their procedures while reducing uh, managerial work. That way they can focus on the tasks that matter and get back to doing the work that they love. And of course, Ashley, she is the uh, VP of partnerships at Hawk Media. Ashley oversees the agency and partnership program, including the business development and co-marketing uh, initiatives. Uh, with over a decade of experience, both in traditional and digital marketing, Ashley uh, is a performer marketing leader, specializing in paid social advertising, focusing on e-commerce brands and B2B SaaS sales companies. Uh, I can talk about them all day long, but I'm sure that they would love to also introduce themselves. So I will hand the floor over to Alex. Yeah, hello everyone. So I'm Alex Glenn, founder of partnerprograms.io and uh, spent a lot of time as an agency. So I know that world pretty well. And then I moved over to the SaaS world. So ran marketing teams for SaaS companies, marketplaces. And um, now my time is spent matchmaking. I do a lot of matchmaking between agencies like Marquise and Ashley's agency. That's how I met Ashley and uh, tech partners mainly, but we also do a lot of matchmaking between agency to agency and help with the overall ecosystem, bettering partnerships for everybody. That's what I do. So what about uh, Marquise? Go ahead, Marquise. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, yes, it's silent. Yeah, so um, we are um, a systems and processes agency. And so we work a lot with organizations and agencies to better their processes, improve their systems, create workflows. Um, on top of being um, HubSpot partners, we are SANA solutions partners. And so we work a lot in the process documentation space. Um, we're constantly looking through um, organizations to figure out how we can streamline their workflows. So there's a lot of workflow automation that we implement as well. Um, and really aligning teams is the, the biggest thing that we do, creating clarity within their organization. Um, I live up in Toronto, Canada. Uh, with my wife and my twin boys. Uh, we live down by the water, so I love getting out um, for walks down by the beach with them, kayaking. Uh, you can see the, the bases on the wall, love, love music, um, love reading books in my off time. So yeah, it's a bit about me and glad to be here. And thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Ashley. Awesome, thank you, Alex. Thank you, David and Camino for having us today and for the kind introductions. Um, as mentioned, my name is Ashley Scorpio. I am the VP of Partnerships at Hawk Media. Hawk Media is a digital um, consultancy and full service marketing agency based in LA with offices in New York and Boston. Um, but obviously these days we're all working from home and we actually recently made the decision to go completely remote um, based on the will of the majority of our um, employees and my, my colleagues. And yeah, we offer custom data-driven marketing solutions for businesses of all sizes, anywhere from um, solopreneurs and pre-seed startups all the way up to mid-market growth stage companies and even some Fortune 500s. And we offer all of our managed marketing services on a month-to-month -month a la carte basis. Um, we've been in business for about seven years. We work with over 1,500 clients in that time. Um, and yeah, as... Um, 
As David mentioned, I'm a performance digital marketer myself, even though I currently focus on our partnership program. And uh, yeah, I've been working with um, SaaS companies, uh, tech startups, as well as e-commerce brands for about 12 or 12 years or so, typically always on the marketing side, um, either in-house or at agencies like Hawk Media. Um, and yeah, I mean, our partnership program is pretty robust. We work with hundreds of different partners and I'm excited to talk to all of you about that today. I love it. And David, do you want me to just go right into the questions? Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, we've got a great list of questions here. We're gonna dive into some things about the how and why of partnerships and what it really looks like on a week-to-week -week basis. So if you are an agency looking to grow with tech partnerships, um, we're going to qualify you. We're going to figure out if you have the right tools, team, processes, all that good stuff to make it work for you. And then we're going to hear how it works in day-to-day -day practice, how to optimize it, how to choose the right tech partners, all that good stuff. Um, so the first thing I like to start with is the what do we mean by partnerships? What is a partnership? Um, if you hear the word affiliates, uh, we try to not use that word in our business. Affiliate really means that you are a vendor. For someone you are getting paid a commission to promote that product it could be a link in your blog it could be um i don't know just something you mention on the phone to somebody but you're getting a commission just for sending traffic or business to somebody else when we say the word partnership we really mean reciprocity making sure that there's something of benefit for both sides more than money right as soon as money is in the picture and it's just money, then it's a vendorship, not really a partnership. So firstly, partnerships are built on mutual benefit. Someone's helping you and you're in turn helping them. Uh, secondly, a partnership does not have to be transactional. We are seeing more and more partner programs from SaaS side coming out with non-transactional partnerships where you do not get paid a commission. You're purely involved with them on co-marketing, co-selling agendas, events, those kinds of things, right? And finally, to be a true partner, uh, you would really want to reach out to them if you are on a layover in their town saying, hey, would you grab a beer? So if you cannot do that with that person you call a partner, if you cannot call them up when you're on a layover and say, hey, I'm in town, let's grab a beer, I would, I would say it's not a true partnership. So um, just laying the groundwork there, that's, that's my personal view. Uh, but let's get into some actual what and how of the partnerships equation. So the first question that I have uh, for Ashley, um, Ashley, you can definitely touch on anything that I missed on the definition of partnerships in your opinion, but I want to know from you, what types of partnerships can an agency have? You have a 700, I believe plus, but what are those partnerships list them all and, and what do they mean? Totally. I think there are many, many different types of partnerships that an agency can have. Um, we're pretty flexible and open-minded. We have five distinct categories of partners that we currently work with. I also think it varies based on the type of agency. Obviously, there are many different types of agencies who have different needs, um, but some of these categories might carry over um, between different types of agencies. So at Hawk Media, um, our primary types of uh, partners are First and foremost are platform partners. And when I say platform partners, because we are a digital marketing agency, our key platform partners are a lot of the digital marketing, uh, social media sites and, and platforms like Facebook, Google, Snapchat, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok, et cetera. Um, so obviously because we primarily tailor services that we offer, marketing services, um, to those platforms on, and manage campaigns on those platforms on behalf of our clients, it's really important that we maintain great relationships with them, have access to special alphas and betas, um, you know, before they're available to everyone else to deliver better results for our clients. So we can stay trained on the latest and greatest on those different channels. And also so that we can get um, training um, and for our teams and just again, deliver better results for any of our clients on those channels. So that's basically what the platform partnerships entail for us. The next biggest category of partners that we have are all of our SaaS partners. And we typically refer to those as MarTech ad tech partners. Because again, we are a marketing agency. So most of our SaaS partners specifically um, have a platform tool or technology that is specific to marketing and advertising. That could be um, one of our partners, for example, has a piece of JavaScript that you can install on a website to make it ADA accessible and compliant 
for example. We have other SaaS partners that create chatbots for Facebook Messenger. Um, we have other partners that do SMS marketing. We have ESP partners who have email, their email service providers. Um, and the list goes on and on and on. So even within that SaaS category, it is quite vast, especially because at Hawk Media, we have so many different services. We are mapping partners to all the different services we offer, whether it's in paid media buying, whether it's an SEO, whether it is a conversion rate optimization tool for the web team and so on and so forth. So because we have so many services, we have so many partners that are serving all these different needs and areas. So that is our second largest category. One of the next types of partners that we have that is one of our largest groups of partners, which would be more akin to what Alex described when he mentioned affiliates, we call them referral partners. So these are typically individuals who primarily send business to us. However, it is a bit more of a robust relationship. Like Alex mentioned, we don't typically provide affiliate links. We don't typically um, just go after it in sort of a volume way. We like the introductions we receive from our referral partners to be a little bit more bespoke. We generally require warm handoffs for introductions. And these are people that we would totally get a coffee or a beer with if they came into town. We check in with them regularly. We are constantly interested to know what they're working on, what they're focused on, how we can support them, and what else we can do or provide to help facilitate those warm handoffs and introductions and make sure that not only are they sending business to us and getting a referral commission for it, which we do offer and provide, but also that we're just delivering excellent top tier service to those people in their ecosystem and in their network that they are referring to do business with Hawk Media. So that is probably our largest category of partners. And those individual referral partners, there are multiple different types of sub referral partners within that. Some are um, management consultants, some are marketing consultants themselves, some are smaller, like one person, two person, little boutique agencies. Um, and yeah, I mean, it completely varies. It's really anyone and everyone who is in business, particularly in some of the industries that we play in like e-commerce and who has connections that need assistance with their marketing. So that can really be anyone and everyone. We also think of a lot of these people as connectors or super connectors. A lot of them are entrepreneurs themselves. Um, and that's sort of that uh, referral partner or affiliate category, if you will, but we, don't, we also don't call them affiliates. And that does bring me to the other category um, of partners, which is agency partners. Yes, we are an agency ourselves, but we also have tons of other agency partners that we work with too. And again, there are so many different types of agencies. So we focus at Hawk Media on performance digital marketing and advertising. And for example, we don't do PR, you know, and we also, although we offer design and development, particularly on Shopify and Shopify Plus, there might be other design and development or app development needs that we don't focus on. And so, Whenever there is um, a particular need that arises amongst our clients and our ecosystem, we're always happy to send that business to another great agency partner that can take care of those clients' needs. So those are um, some of the primary categories. And the last category of partners that we sort of focus on, in particular because of the market segment of clients that we serve, um, I mentioned earlier, we, we focus a lot on earlier stage startups up to growth stage companies and SMBs. So a good number of our partners are also in that space, whether it's venture capital funds, whether it is individual angel investors, whether it is accelerators, pre-accelerators, incubators. We work with a good number of those partners too, because we support so many entrepreneurs and earlier stage startups. Um, so it, it's a no brainer. We, we have very similar communities and ecosystems and you know, they, if they're a fund partner, typically they send business our way and we offer a discount to any of their portfolio companies that we work with and thought leadership and additional support and office hours. And again, just trying to get them up and running on all their marketing channels and make sure that they're learning and, and doing the things they should be doing and paying attention to. So across all those different types of partners, we have probably over about 750 partners that we do work with. We have a whole team at Hawk Media dedicated to partnerships. And generally speaking, partnerships brings in about 30 to 40% of Hawk Media's uh, business overall. So it's a really big part of our business as an agency. Um, 
you know, in Q3 in new business alone, we brought in nearly 30% of all new business to the agency just last quarter. So consistently, that is what we see from uh, our channel. And that's why partnerships are so important to us. Um, and of course, I've just talked a lot about these types of partners and a lot of the referrals we do with them, but we do tons of co-marketing with our partners as well. And perhaps we'll get into that a little later in the conversation. Yeah, we'll definitely want to talk about the how of partnerships. We'll get into that in a little bit. But you have a very specific situation with partners. You are an implement, implementation partner, uh, if I'm not uh, mis misunderstanding that. And, and that's HubSpot and Asana specifically, but I'm sure you implement other tools and tactics, which is a little bit different than some of the partnerships that Ashley described. But can you talk us through what is an implementation partner? Sure. Yeah, I definitely can. And as Ashley outlined, you know, um, there's so many different angles that you can take when it comes to these partnerships, but specifically on the implementation side, I mean, if we were to look at Asana um, as just one example of, you know, a, a SaaS platform, um, it's that they have a global community of users, customers um, in both the consumer and professional space, the corporate space agencies um, are using them. And I think what has been really beneficial for us at Ditto is that there are, you know, use cases for any kind of industry that you'd be working with. So whether you're in the event marketing space or you're in the SaaS space, if you are a director of marketing or you are, you know, a digital marketing manager, there are different use cases for how to use the platform um, and, and best practices to go about implementing for those teams. And so as solutions partners, you're really um, coming in and providing uh, support across the table from the selling, you know, reselling perspective, and then providing the implementation support, the onboarding for those clients as well, and then providing the ongoing support. So what's great about that is that you have direct line to both um, the, the tech partner, you know, in this case, Asana, as well as the client. So you can build out a framework that makes sense for the client, um, and use the tools and the resources provided by, you know, a channel manager or implementation specialist, you know, with um, that provider to make sure that the customer, the end user is getting the most out of that tool as well. And so the, the real benefit comes in on the implementation side, whereas, you know, you have the opportunity and we're doing implementations for companies that, you know, have 50, 100, 400 plus employees and, you know, your team can only take on so much and you can, so you can constantly call on the support um, for either through the sales channels that you have with your channel marketer, um, channel manager, or the implementation side of it and having direct access to dev support, um, product support, um, just to kind of help the clients along as well. And so there's so many different angles that you can take and, um, you know, with implementation, there are so many different custom solutions. And so really finding out what's best for that customer and, and relying on your, your partner in this case to help and walk you through um, the best practices and strategies to get them set up is, you know, super, super beneficial. <clears throat> Sorry about that. And I want to know, what do your partners do for you? And this is, <clears throat> excuse me, I just took a sip of water. But um, it's a great dovetail into how do you choose your partners, which is next. Yeah. And this is where the agency, especially if you're a little bit more successful, like these two agencies we have here, but as you become more successful as an agency, the ball's in your court. You're getting the cold outreach from these SaaS companies. They're asking you to, you know, display their logo, integrate, promote, add this link, join their program, right? So the ball's in your court. The power's in your hands to tell that SaaS company how you deal with partners, what to expect. So I'll, I'll give you kind of some, some ideas here. We'll talk through some of the ways that these two do it. But Marky, um, what do you get from Asana? What do you get from HubSpot? And I'm not talking about commissions, but what do you get from those teams? Yeah, the opportunities are, are, are endless. So, I mean, actually talked about co-marketing, right? So there's been opportunities where you can hop on a webinar and you have the support of the Asana or HubSpot behind you, you're, you're selling that product, you're selling your service and your, your offering, but with that branded name, right? So that, you know, helps with brand alignment, um, awareness, it puts you in another level. And so to get like really specific on what that looks like, I mean, personally, I've been a part of national marketing campaigns 
where my face is next to the Asana logo and we're using their channels, right? The ditto name is right there. We're using their channels to market this new angle, this product, this service, or this new feature as well. Um, you also have the opportunity to really like implement change. And so having direct line of communication to um, their, their product dev team, um, their, their managers like that kind of really manage the, the voice of the community. It's been really cool to see um, features and updates come out on the platform that I know that I directly impacted either through um, getting early um, beta releases or getting on and giving that product feedback before it's released to the um, to the general public has been has been really incredible. And so um, having those opportunities to connect and have that direct line, there's obviously um, like marketing and sales support as well that they provide. And, you know, Asana and HubSpot has specifically, sorry, um, given us resources where we can kind of take, you know, rebrand and use everything from um, sales decks to, um, like I said, case studies earlier um, and support blog articles to help in the lead nurturing um, stages for a lot of people. And, you know, um, I, I have a podcast that I'll be relaunching in the next couple of weeks. And so uh, I got the opportunity to connect with the, the head of global community management for the entire um, Asana Together program. So all of their ambassadors, certified pros globally, I'm gonna be interviewing um, him in a couple of weeks. And so it just, it gives you really that direct line and helps to elevate your brand as well because as soon as any of those um, campaigns go live on social media, we're obviously sharing them around, um, right? And it puts you in that, um, that, that really group where customers, prospects, your network are looking to you as that resource. So it obviously helps you to build your, your clout and social proof and puts you in a space where you are considered, you know, that expert and that go-to um, when anyone's talking about that resource as well. I love it. Thank you, Marquis. That's that's great. So I heard a lot of things in there. There's um, thought leadership. Um, there are backlinks, SEO. You know, some of our agendas as agencies, we have to always make sure that we are positioned as the thought leader for that subject, and we have to continue getting organic traffic, and we have to get referrals. So we definitely recommend you don't just go back to that partner and say, "Hey, where are my referrals?" That can come later once you really start to add value. But initially there is no shame in asking for a spot on their blog. You know, Give your two cents on some article they just published, share a testimonial and ask for that do follow back link so that you can get something from that partner day one if they reach out to you. But Ashley, you and Hawk Media have exploded through partnerships. You and I talk a lot about this, but I wanna paint the picture for everyone and give them some ideas of how they can grow with partnerships. So what are some of the day-to-day, week-to-week activities that you do with some of your best partners? Sure. And you hit the nail on the head with some of the things you already mentioned. I think there are ways not only to get value out of a partnership immediately, but also to offer value. And to your point, Alex, I think it's really important to demonstrate the value that you can provide in this relationship that you're building, even if it's a new partnership, um, and then sort of take it from there. And then you don't even necessarily have to ask for things over time because it's just a given. You've built up all this goodwill and this relationship capital and the partner uh, thinks of you fondly and actively thinks about what they can do for you. And so um, that's how we approach partnerships. We're very much givers. We're always trying to think about our partners and what we can do for them and how we can feature them. And to your point, Alex, not only do we have ongoing backlink opportunities for our partners that we very clearly outline and we let them know which written pieces of content and posts and things we are looking for input or feedback on or are calling for submissions for. We also let them know that generally speaking, if they also come across any of our existing content that they really love or is super relevant to them or their topic, um, they're more than welcome to also request that we insert a backlink and some anchor text into it. Um, obviously that's on a case by case basis. And I obviously need to run that by our whole marketing team to make sure it makes sense um, and is a good fit in that existing piece of content. But that's also something you can even do retroactively with existing assets you've already created. It's very minimal effort. You know, if you don't necessarily have the time and ability to go about creating an entirely new piece at that time, that is an immediate offer um, you can make of your partners. 
And it also um, helps you learn more about them and what they care about and perhaps what um, parts of their product or um, offering they're trying to focus on and feature. Um, you know, if they immediately tell you, you know, we're trying to talk about this part of our business, or we're trying to talk about this product that we have, and you have this article on this, and can you put this in there? So that's one thing is just offering to insert backlinks retroactively. I also think it's important to have, um, like I said, backlink opportunities that you've created. For example, at Hawk Media, we have a weekly special report. We started producing this report back in March as things started to change so rapidly and unfold in the world and in business. And basically the special report, it's a uh, longer form uh, written blog post hosted on our blog. And it typically covers industry news um, in digital marketing, advertising, e-commerce, consumer trends. There's a lot of information right now with holiday preparation when it comes to your marketing campaigns, for example. And we always let our partners know if they have any thought leadership they'd like included, um, we can include that. We can include more of a write-up about it. And of course, most importantly, those do follow backlinks. Because um, it's not just about um, talking about the partner and, and bringing awareness to them, it's about that link juice too. So it's an even more tangible, measurable result that you're driving for them. Um, similarly, that is one of the things we do on our blog beyond inserting backlinks, beyond the special report. We also do, um, we, we do take the time to do guest posts. Um, and to your point, Alex, another thing you can do is if you want to ask to give and provide a guest post that they'll publish for you, perhaps you offer it up as a swap. If it's a new partnership, you can say, hey, why don't we do a swap? You can provide a piece for us. We can work on together. We'll provide our editorial guidelines. We'll publish it for you and host it on our blog. And we'll do the same for you. And so immediately it's sort of a very even one-to-one value add for everyone involved. Um, similarly, you could do a newsletter swap. We have a general newsletter send that goes to one of our marketing audience segments. It goes to thousands of people. Um, and we're constantly adding more people and, and tweaking that list based on feedback and nurturing that different group of people. They generally love to learn about what's going on in the industry. They really like thought leadership. And so in each send, we feature one partner. It's always only one partner. It is a spotlight. So that partner is front and center in front of our whole audience. And <clears throat> of course, if you're gonna offer up something like that, you could of course ask for the inverse. Hey, do you have a newsletter that you could include us in? Um, what can we provide? What format would you like the content to be in? What do you need from me? So a swap is another great way to go about things. And there's many different things that you can swap, obviously. I love that. That's a great response. So that's the marketing side. Um, Co-marketing and Marky, I want to get back to you on billable hours and retainers in a second, how they can, these partnerships can really bolster your services. But um, just to recap what Ashley mentioned, some of the things, some of the action items, hypothetically, you have these SaaS, you know, um, tools that are in your stack that you're dealing with, that you are using to power services for your clients, but you don't call them your partners. Um, definitely reach out to them, ask them about formalizing some relationship where you can get that reciprocity in anything that they can do, right? So they may not be able to give you referrals. Maybe it's too new of a partnership, but they can bring you into their content calendar, into their agenda, get you that notoriety, that thought leadership, align their brand with yours, which maybe is better for you. Maybe is better for them, depending on where you're at. Um, but definitely put a list together, reach out to those uh, individuals on the partner teams at the SAS, go on LinkedIn, figure out who's the partner manager and get involved in those partner teams. I hear too often agencies have been working with a SAS tool and don't call them the partner. Um, try to change that as soon as possible and uh, get some co-marketing agenda, whether it's an event, a webinar like this, uh, or just an article, get some sort of a co-marketing agenda to align the two brands. And then the next piece of the puzzle is, okay, well, you need to power services. You need to power great services. There is the best tool out there to power the services. Then there's maybe the second best tool. Now you're going to want to find out which one of those is more apt to support you in the sales and the support of those services, right? So you have to support your clients, but when you need that support of the SaaS, do they frontline you on the support side of things? Do they have a direct line to an account manager? How do they support you when you're trying to support your clients? Maybe the best tool out there is not fit for partnerships. 
which means you will struggle to get what you need from them. And the second best tool is ready to help you, has the team, has a partner manager, has an account manager for you. But Marquis, I want to talk to you about that because you're an implementation partner, Asana and HubSpot, two great partner programs. But how can agencies think about incorporating partnerships into their services, mainly retainers? How does that work with you? How does it work with the HubSpot implementation? And then where does Asana come in? And then the second part of that is how do you look at integration partners to that stack when you're building a new HubSpot instance and you know you need this integration tool to do a phone system or something else? Where does that roll into the whole partnership discussion? Right. Um, Yeah, good question. And like Asana and HubSpot are two perfect examples of how those two worlds really come together. I mean, there's automation, there's marketing, there's systems in both, but I I was on a call recently with a prospect where I I think we're talking about, you know, systems and processes and, you know, getting that up to snuff. And then I find that there are no systems when it comes to the sales and marketing, right? And so that's a perfect opportunity to bring in a HubSpot, for example, because not only do you have the sales and support from your channel manager um, at, at HubSpot, but you also have that lifetime recurring revenue as a partner. And so any customers that you are bringing in um, to that platform, you have access to whatever um, level they decide to um, sign on at for the lifetime that they are a HubSpot client or partner, right? And so HubSpot provides sales support as we kind of go along. And so um, whenever you're doing any kind of sales and marketing implementation, obviously, there's the opportunity for the, the agency to get that revenue every single month, month over month or year over year. But then there's also the opportunity for the end user, the client to um, use those marketing services. And as long as you, know, you can help them implement that tool properly, connect them with the right people um, at that tech provider, make sure that their onboarding is streamlined, make sure that their team um, is aligned on what they need to do, they will be a customer for life. And so you are just kind of padding your, you know, your revenue um, opportunities there. And so we often find that we're implementing both, right? There is the definite, you know, SOPs and process docs that any um, customer will need in their stack and they'll need to align their teams and they'll need to be able to do that work better, but then they also need to be able to qualify and quantify um, the leads and the prospects that are coming through that system so that they can transfer them over to a work management tool like Asana to actually do and complete that work. So it's really a perfect marriage. And that's why those two um, um, products really made sense for us to partner with. I mean, we were using Asana I was using Asana personally to organize my life long before we were, we were a partner. So it just made sense to really um, start offering that to, to our customers. And so um, along with you know, the implementation, along with the consultation, along with the things that we are doing um, for our customers to provide them more clarity in their business, we also offer HubSpot services and implementation as a core offering. Right, so we are doing CRM implementations. We are doing um, workflow automation for those customers as well. We are doing, you know, um, sales and marketing enablement through, you know, social media and digital marketing and paid ads and, you know, SEO and using the robust tools that are on the HubSpot platform through, you know, the Marketing Pro or Sales Pro, um, and really helping them get a better understanding of their business um, from a really high level as far as how leads are coming through. Um, and then we're helping them on the, um, the, the S&P side, figuring out how they can better streamline their processes to get in front of more people like that. So it, it's really a perfect relationship for us and just you know why it made the most sense for us to partner with those two. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and a couple things that you mentioned there. So the premise here is how do you get more money from your services using a SaaS partner versus just using a SaaS, right? Using a tool. Um, Some of the things that you mentioned there, when you have retainers and you get involved in the SaaS as a partner, it allows you to be the pure thought leader on that system implementation or that process, that campaign, right? You don't just call yourself a user of the tool, you call yourself a certified partner of the tool. When you do that, a few things happen, right? The first thing that happens is 
you get that immediate credibility when it comes to both searches, organic searches. I need a certified HubSpot partner to do a HubSpot implementation. I don't need a HubSpot user to do a HubSpot implementation. So you get that immediate keyword credibility. Uh, then you also get credibility by being on their directory. HubSpot has a directory of partners. If you're a certified HubSpot partner, you're listed, right? So there's some traffic there. There's some credibility. There's some thought leadership. Ashley mentioned getting involved in their blogs, more credibility there. So it kind of bolsters your ability to get more jobs coming in for that specific tool, that specific use case. Now you can also bolster value of the retainer itself. If you're quoting me, Marquis, on a retainer for a HubSpot Asana implementation, yeah. And then I'm competing, or you're competing, sorry, with another agency over here that's not an implementation partner. You can add in there things like direct access to XYZ support. I know Zapier did this for a while, it's a good example. They gave their partners a phone line to call for support, where I'm a user of Zapier, I'm not a partner, I don't have that phone line, I just have chat support. That's huge when it comes to troubleshooting. Uh, issues for a client. So when you're trying to compete for retainers and you say, I'm a partner of theirs and the other guy's not, I mean, you can win that biz, uh, that business really, really uh, a lot more often, right? So anything on that line? And then I want to ask you one more question, Marquis, before going back to Ashley is um, when a new partner reaches out to you or hypothetically a customer brings a new technology to the table saying, hey, I want you to add this person over here, this integration partner, maybe they're not integrated. What is your thought process on making sure that you can get the most out of that relationship? Do you reach out to their partner manager at that point? How do you vet that tool? And then Ashley, I want to get back to you for how you vet partnerships overall, but Marquis, anything on that? Yeah, we've actually done this. And so um, the way that that works is um, through the work that we do at Ditto, I mean, there's oftentimes we have to bring in third-party tools to make the automation make sense, to make that client's workflow make sense. And so um, really that's going back to, yeah, their channel managers and to figure out what kind of programs and incentives that they have. Because we've worked, you know, in addition to Asana and HubSpot implementations, we've worked with tools like Harvest and Parakeeto to, you know, um, be better resource manage and plan and forecast for for upcoming projects, and so that is going to their you know channel support or their program um, support people and figuring out what kind of incentives there are because um, working with these partners that have these tools or these customers that have these tools, it opens you up to um, just a whole other world of opportunities. And so for us, it's really been going and having those conversations. Um, you know, PandaDoc is another one that, that we're in partnership with because we do a lot of our proposals. We do all of our proposals, um, all of our payments go through that engine. And so we figured if we're using this, if this works for us, and now we're showing our customers the potential that they can have to close deals faster and to have more predictable sales processes and connect that to HubSpot so we can see the deal stages and automate that whole workflow, it's really just a no-brainer. And so it's going to their channel partners and figuring out what can you do for me? What incentives are there? We're already doing this for you. We're already bringing you this business. Um, we'd love to become, you know, real partners in this so that we can continue to do this and use your additional resources. And so that's really just a conversation that happens internally. Um, the, the client often doesn't even really need to know about it. They're trusting us, the expert, to provide the solution um, the roadmap and the framework for what that implementation does look like. And so if we have that answer, if we can spell it out for them, put it out in a list, and typically in any of our engagements, we're putting together a framework for what the implementation will look like so we can visually understand and agree what it will look like. And if we have that solution, and I mean, they're really none the wiser and they don't really care. It doesn't really matter to them what road we go down, but if we can have that solution and then like you said, Alex, come back and say, we are a partner, we have these additional incentives, we have a direct line, we have this additional support, we have you know workshops we can provide with the other guy. If you want to try it, you got to put your credit card down. We you know remove that. You know, there are additional incentives that we can provide. And so um, yeah, we've done that in many cases, and, and it always helps us to explore new opportunities and then um, build up that trust and relationship with the with the prospect or the, the client to you know, close that, close that deal faster. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you hit on uh, one really important one there is just deepening your services. If you're agnostic to the stack that you're using, it tends to pull you in a lot of different directions. You've got this guy over here on HubSpot and you're building that out and you've got this campaign over here on a different platform than this one over here. Um, it, it distracts you from deepening your services. If you become the expert and you become the partner and more importantly, HubSpot knows you're a partner and you're not also partnered, they're going to funnel business your way for people that need a more savvy individual to build out that entire workflow, that entire process, that campaign. And you can continue deepening that uh, service line by adding, oh, here's a native uh, phone system that we're going to add to your HubSpot instance, or, or here's tracking and hours and all the stuff that you can use internally. I'll set up your sauna, connect that to HubSpot, et cetera. Um, and Ashley, this is uh, back to you. I want to hear um, one of the more relevant uh, new partnerships. And I have one in mind that I wanna ask you about and you feel free to uh, divert to a different one. But uh, we both work with UpContent. UpContent.com is a new platform, relatively new, a couple years old, but they allow you to do third-party content. That's irrelevant, but the point is, one of the things that the founder did that I thought was super unique and proactive and something all of you, if you're agencies, should expect when being reached out to by a new SaaS partner. But he laid out the track. What is the partnership? What does it mean for Hawk Media? Where are you gonna be? Where am I gonna be? All of that, right? I wanna hear from you being in your shoes. You have a little bit different of a position than a lot of people here. I see a couple of people I know that are in partnerships, but talk to us about what you expect from that SaaS cold outreach, that person saying, I want to partner with Hawk Media, what do you expect from them at minimum? And how do you make sure your time is not wasted with each of those new partners? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's really great when a partner outlines their partner program. I think it's great when they have a developed program. Sometimes they don't. And we're just interfacing with sales team members typically. And then if it's a co-marketing uh, opportunity, we're just interfacing with the marketing team. And while both of those teams are fantastic, and for example, at Hawk Media, our partnerships teams, our partnership team embeds with both of those teams and works really closely with our, um, not only our service and client success teams, but in particular our sales and marketing teams. Um, partnerships is uh, neither of those and both of them at the same time. So the approach that a salesperson takes when they're cold reaching out to someone, even if um, they mean to set up a partnership and something more robust than just a one-to-one -one, um, sale or prospect relationship. That's kind of their MO. You know, they're, they're salespeople at their core. Um, they might even just drop you into their typical outreach sequence that they send to straight prospects. And it doesn't work very well because at the end of the day, as the VP of partnerships, I'm not specifically looking to evaluate a new software tool for our clients' needs. I'm always interested to know what is out there, what's available, and what I can bring back to my service team colleagues, but it's not as relevant that I get an in-depth demo and walkthrough of a SaaS tool, um, because at the end of the day, it's not, even, not always not good use of my time, it's also not a good use of the partner's time. Um, I'm typically not going to be the decision maker that decides which SaaS tools our service teams are going to use to service their clients. Um, as the VP of partnerships, I talk to partners all day. I don't talk to clients all day, so I'm not even as good of a position to make those recommendations to our clients, um, even if it's not a situation where they want us to license it and white label it or resell it or leverage it, even if it's a situation where they just want us to refer it. Um, so it's good for me to have an understanding of their value proposition, but I think the approach needs to be a little bit varied from their typical sales outreach. So that is one of the biggest pitfalls I see when it's a salesperson reaching out in a very typical sales way, and they're not thinking about the bigger picture and all the things we can do together. And they're just thinking about, oh, I can get this agency on as a client. Um, so oftentimes that falls short. I'm not saying that that can't work sometimes, but it's just not the best approach. And so ideally you would have a partnerships person reaching out if you have that ability, if you have that bandwidth, if you have a dedicated individual or team to do so, um, because they're naturally gonna take a much more uh, tactful and collaborative approach because that is the way of partnerships. And so first and foremost, I think, make sure that the right person's reaching out in the right way. And to your point, I think what Scott has done over at UpContent and his team is absolutely fantastic. We love to see 
okay, these are the different tracks of, of partners and this is how we work with partners and this is what you can expect. And these are all the things we can do together. And of course, some partners also tier their programs where they say, look, this is the baseline, this is the starting point. And if we move up and do more together, there's even more that we can do. Um, I think that's really smart. That also incentivizes partners to be engaged with you and to do more with you and to go deeper. And so I think tiering partner programs um, makes a lot of sense whether or not you specifically label them and call them. We often see metal colors like platinum, gold, bronze, silver, what have you, kind of like with sponsorship tiers. Um, even if you don't call them out that way, you might set sub parameters around what you need to see in a partnership before you do all these other things, um, which is also really good to set as a boundary because some people come into the relationship not as givers um, and more as takers and they're just trying to get, get, get without giving. So it is also good to have some of these basic boundaries in place because it, it can put a bit of the brakes on being bombarded with requests off the bat if it's not yet appropriate um, to be making and actioning all these requests on behalf of perhaps an extremely new partner that maybe hasn't even fully onboarded yet. All great advice. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give my final bits of advice and then uh, leave it to the two other panelists to give their uh, call to action. If you want to get involved with them in any way, shape or form and, um, and what to do based on their recommendations. But my recommendation is this, if you get reached out to by a SaaS company asking you to partner Put it back on them. Say, what does that partnership look like? Talk me through what is it today versus what it is tomorrow. I don't know your tool. It's going to take me a while to figure it out. Do I get a free account? Uh, are you going to connect me with your head of marketing? Am I going to be involved in your content? I write guest posts. Would you publish one of my guest posts? Put it back on them. Make sure if you get a cold outreach, you're not the one vetting the tool and doing the work to decide if you're going to partner with them. Make them do the work and show you that it's true. It's a true partnership. Give before you get. Make sure they give you something day one and ask them what that is. And then um, just for your own internal operations, make sure before you do go down the road of a partnership, uh, make sure that your operations are buttoned up. Um, talk to Marquis if you have issues with operations. I think he can help you out. Uh, make sure your team can sell well. You know, if you can't sell the tools and the processes and the retainers and all the stuff that you're doing now. If it's all word of mouth and you haven't really tried to sell a lot, make sure you can sell before you go down the road of partnerships and make sure you do have repeat sales, repeat retainers, and uh, it helps to have thought leadership in a vertical, uh, whether that's operations or e-commerce, just make sure you have thought leadership that that helps a ton too. Uh, Marquis, any uh, final bits of advice for anyone looking to partner with software? Yeah, for me, it's like anytime we're talking with, with organizations, it's, you know, they're they're, they're experiencing growth and, you know, maybe they've grown faster than they can, you know, implement their systems and processes and they're kind of getting behind. And so um, there's been a couple cases where, you know, a lot of companies have suffered during COVID and others have experienced, you know, extraordinary growth. And so they're, they're bringing people on and they, they really want to clean things up. And so the place we, we kind of get ourselves in is almost like when the, the cleaning person is coming to your house and it's like, you got to clean up everything before, before they come in. You don't want your new people or your new customers to see that you don't know what you're doing, that the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. And so I would say, um, if you haven't um, started documenting your processes, or if you have them in their store in a Google doc somewhere or a Dropbox and, you know, more than anything, the SOPs, the processes are not actionable. You haven't tied that into, you know, the templates that you're using for the work that you're delivering. It's just, you know, set time aside. Um, the leadership team should be making sure that they're looking at these monthly, quarterly, aligning your team and making sure that that knowledge that you have is being passed down to the appropriate people. But they're also including your team in the um, improvement and the processing of those um, docs as well, right? It, it, it's, it's easy to get really overwhelmed um, when it comes to, you know, creating those systems. And so I would say rely on your team more than anything train up your team, um, make sure that they understand what's expected of them, where to find that knowledge, what to do with it, who is responsible for what, and make sure that those responsibilities and accountabilities are, you know, being um, implemented and, and, you know, being adhered to as well, because it's easy for things to kind of fall off the rails if you're not following a repeatable, systemized process, right? And so it's really, 
making sure it's happening, making sure people are following those um, systems and you know, keeping them accountable, making sure you're updating them and um, including your, your people in, in that all of the time. So love to connect with anybody if you are you know, struggling through that and need um, you know, some more clarity in your business so that you can finally realize you know, the freedom that you got into your business to, to create. Thank you, Marquis. And Ashley, any, uh, any final words of wisdom for everybody? Definitely. I couldn't agree with Marquis more. I think being organized and having the right tools and processes in place is extremely important. Kind of like what we talked about, having your, uh, your program conceptually um, in mind and having an idea of what those different things that you can do at different stages or tiers. And then additionally, exactly what does each process look like? What is the onboarding process? What is the co-marketing process? What is the co-editing and editorial process, et cetera? So having all that laid out, we love Google Forms. We set up very specific forms that we share for specific um, opportunities or uh, content that we're working on together to make sure we're getting the correct assets. We have very, we set very clear expectations about deadlines, timelines, when a partner is going to see a proof of something, what the editing feedback period is, et cetera, before anything goes live or is published or sent. Um, and we also have specific other tools that I think are table stakes when your partner program gets to a certain size. We really love partner stack also based out of Toronto, like Marquee. And we also love Partner Page. Those are two tools that we run our partner program on. One lets us put all of um, Partner Stack, for anyone that's not aware, is more of a portal. We can, in we can include our collateral in there, referral agreements. We could create affiliate links in there. There's also a marketplace to attract new partners. Um, and that is a great place that you can house everyone and people can message you directly if they don't wanna email you. And it's also a place that you can remit um, commissions to. So that's one piece of how we run our program and where we run it off of. And then on the other side of the coin, we also love partner page for our directory. So we have a partner directory on our page, which I think is typically a bare minimum of what some people look like, look for when it comes to cross promotion and like to see. And um, it's a great way that partners can regularly go ahead and update their own listing and add new case studies and fresh content and things they wanna feature rather than constantly having to go back and forth with you and you going back to your web team, et cetera, and having to try and action those requests. This gives them the power and lets them create uh, their image um, and, and their brand on your site. And so a lot of our partners really appreciate that and they love the ability to get listed on our directory and get in front of our audience and web traffic. So I think the processes, having the right, um, parameters in place, the right guidelines, and also the right tools. And similarly, Alex has created an entire ecosystem um, at partner programs. And I think joining the right types of groups and organizations like partner programs is another great way to expand um, your partner program and, and connect with others that you may not have come across. And we talked a lot about backlinking and, and having those opportunities to offer up. That is one thing that partner programs uh, does really well is they always have sort of a running updated list of different backlink opportunities with different partners in the ecosystem. So if you didn't manage to get your call out for submissions to enough of your own existing partners, that's another great place to go and find new collaborators. Thank you for the shout out. That was great. Um, yeah, community.partnerprograms.io if anyone is interested in getting on a track or getting a backlink off or, or just learning how other agencies are scaling with partnerships. But um, I think we're done. Uh, thank you both for the time. Thank you, David and Laura.